Welcome to the Expert Speak Podcast with Michael DeLon. Each episode features a leading expert who shares helpful insights, practical tips, and memorable stories that will inspire you, educate you, and help you enjoy more success, freedom, and purpose in your life. For the next few minutes, enjoy listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. And welcome to another episode of Experts Speak. I'm Michael DeLon, and today I am talking with Josh Cunningham. Josh, thank you for spending some time with me today. Certainly. It's a pleasure to be here on the show. I really appreciate it. Well, you are welcome. It is going to be a great, great uh, conversation. Josh does something that I, I don't know, Josh, that I've ever had anybody on the show that talks about building a, a company culture that can actually create revenues and profits for for a business and so i'm really super excited about it you've got a you've got a phenomenal background you've got a company called rocker box which i i love that anyway and we'll put all this in the show notes so people can can find you um but talk to me tell me about as, as we get ready to take this dive into culture and things how in the world did you get to doing what you're doing today yeah, it's a great question. You know, I uh, always grew up with that that entrepreneurial spirit. You know, I always knew I wanted to be my own boss. Yeah. I don't make the best employee of somebody else. And uh, really, I just you know the the idea of of creating an, of something and and a fantasy of yours and and putting it into reality and and, yeah. and making it into existence was always something I was attracted to. So, uh, I went to school at Texas A and M University, got a degree in entrepreneurial business management. You know, the first handful of jobs I had out of school were not rewarding, didn't really yeah. find my calling, didn't really feel satisfied in the work that I was doing. But, um, you know, that all changed um, one time on a lucky trip to Las Vegas. So not sure there any fans of Las Vegas out there, but uh, no, I didn't strike the jackpot, but I made a connection with another uh, business owner, entrepreneur and CEO of a marketing firm in the real estate space. And, um, you know, I saw the opportunity there. I took a leap of faith, joined his scrappy little startup business. And the reason why was it gave me the opportunity to travel the country and go to all these different real estate events and seminars and masterminds and um, be around some of the most successful people in the space. And, you know, there's a lot of cliches about what it takes to be successful. But ultimately, if you want what successful people have, you've got to do what they do. Absolutely. And if you want to know what they do, you have to be in close proximity to them. So I took this leap of faith, joined this marketing firm, was traveling the country, going to all these different real estate events. And in every room that I was in, I heard the exact same common frustration. Mm -hmm. And for many real estate teams and agents, it was lead follow-up and speed to lead. So all these agents were generating all these online leads and had nobody to follow up with them. And so like any good entrepreneur, you know, if anybody ever has a good business idea and they want to run it by you, just ask them this one question, what problem do you solve? And so I knew if there was a bunch of people that shared the same problem, if I could find a way to solve it, then I would have a great opportunity to create my own business. So 10 years ago in the summer of 2013, I started working with my first client to help her solve this problem, which was to find a way to follow up the, with these internet leads. And I had the vision of hiring students from my alma mater, from Texas A&M. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, fast forward 10 years later, we've now hired and trained over 400 inside sales assistants, and which are all Texas A&M students. And we've handled over 3 million internet leads and we've helped our clients close hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate transactions. And you know, I really say that our secret to success is three things. Now, the first is you got to have good systems in place in your business. And a system is hopefully something that you've done before. You've been able to document it and now duplicate those efforts and results. And besides just having the playbook, you know, the blueprint, what is the system? You've got to have someone to obviously 
execute that on a yeah. day in day about a day in day out basis. And so you've got to have really good talent. That's key yeah. number two and talent that wants to come in and feel fulfilled by their work and grow in the work and contribute. And, um, the ultimate, uh, you know, foundation of all of this is the third key to success, which is having a rock solid five-star company culture, because without a good culture, you know, the systems and the processes and the talent, they'll come and go, you know, the culture is, is the lifeblood. It's the foundation of your business that people subscribe to the beliefs. They follow your vision. And in our case at Rockerbox, over the last 10 years, we've been able to take the work that nobody else wanted to do. And we hired a generation of talent that doesn't typically have a great reputation for being hard workers, you know, millennials and Gen Z. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. Oh yeah. But the reason why we've made it a success is because we've made the work fun. We've made it meaningful. We've made it fruitful and rewarding for everybody involved. And so that has really been our secret sauce. Mm -hmm. And uh, as I've continued to travel the world and go to continued education events and speak on podcasts and speak on stage, I find that a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners struggle with that. They think of culture as like a nice to have thing, you know, maybe when, maybe when the crazy hectic, you know, day to day kind of settles down, then I'll work on developing a company culture. But the reality of the situation is culture exists, whether or not you have an impact on it is the question you need to ask yourself. And so um, when it comes to driving massive profits and, and, and freedom in your business, you know, culture is going to help you attract and retain top quality talent. You know, how many of you ever had made a bad hire before? Well, it could have been a culture issue or even worse. How many of you have ever made a good hire and you lost that key person in your organization? Right. A lot of times culture is the answer to that. And it's also going to help you ensure that you deliver exceptional customer experiences to the people who pay your bills, who put food on your table. And you do that through culture, through, through creating meaning and purpose through the work. And of course, satisfied customers refer you business and they repeat business and they put money in your pocket. Uh, but ultimately, as an entrepreneur, you know, we get into business seeking more freedom in our life. You know, I don't know anybody who became an entrepreneur because they wanted to work 100 hours a week and never be able to clock out and yeah. be constantly grinding day in and day out. But you know, most of us get into business because we're looking for more freedom in our life. Yeah. And, you know, if you have a five star company culture that creates freedom in your life because you know that people aren't just being micromanaged on a day in a day out basis, but you have a group of, of, uh, of people who believe in what you believe in and they'll carry out, you know, what's best for the company, what's best for the customer, what's best for the employees on a day in a day out basis, because you're following values and you have that foundation of that rock solid company culture. And I'm a testament to that. Um, you know, five years ago, the business operations are in college station, Texas. That's where we get all of our talent from. But five years ago, I decided I wanted to get out of this Texas weather and I moved my family to San Diego. And for five years, I lived in downtown San Diego with my wife and managed the business from Zoom meetings. And then a couple of years ago, when the whole world shut down, we hopped in an RV and we traveled the country for four months. And uh, we were able to do that because our culture gave us the freedom to make sure that we didn't have to be there on a day in and day out basis, micromanaging all the decisions in the organization. We had a contagious winning culture that again, brought in the right people and kept them around and made sure that we were delivering exceptional experiences to our customers. Man, I love, love, love that story, Josh. Um, so many things there. My, my audience uh, listens to me enough to understand that uh, the, the trilogy that I preach is systems, people, mm -hmm. and then resources. And, and in there, so I don't I don't pull out culture like you do, but it's in there. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the the most 
the the best one of the best companies with the best cultures, corporate and how they treat employee or no uh, customers, is Amazon. Mm -hmm. They've built a culture that you buy something from Amazon if it doesn't arrive, if it's the wrong thing, that don't matter. You call them and they're like, "Gotcha." Mm -hmm. We'll credit that. We'll send you another one. You're like, and I talk about that all that part of their culture. Mm -hmm. Business owners can do exactly the same thing, but you're right. Business owners think we, we focus on gross revenues, mm -hmm. marketing, sales, mm -hmm. and we drive our people. Um, and they we don't nobody, dare I say, nobody teaches this, Josh. Yeah. We teach the marketing thing. So talk about culture and um, what what does a five star company culture look like? What's it feel like? And what would be some of the first steps? But help us out because yeah, nobody's talking about this. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, you already you know kind of highlighted the the real explanation of culture. Culture is something that you feel, right? Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's hard to articulate. It's hard to measure. But as business owners and leaders, we're always you know result driven. We've got to get the results. We got to drive more revenue, drive more profits. Results, results, results. Well, where do our results come from? Our results come from the actions that we take, right? And where do the actions that we take derive from? Well, that normally comes from the state that we're in, the psychological, emotional state that we're in. If we're feeling good, we're driving good results. If we're feeling bad, we're probably not creating great results. And so where does that state come from, right? Your state is constantly changing, but it's mostly derived from the stories that we tell ourselves, right? right? The, the, the internal dialogue that's going on. You wake up and say, I'm going to have a great day today. It's more likely you're going to have a great day. You wake up and you say, gosh, you know, I'm just such a, a victim and everything's just terrible and I can't control anything. Well, you're going to find what you're looking for. Yeah. You know? And those internal stories that we tell ourselves come from the belief systems that we've developed based upon, you know, our upbringings, our parents, right. our neighbors, our classes that we took, our friends that we had, the experiences that we had in our lives. That's the foundation of our belief system. And so when you think about a business, again, we're all result driven here. Got to get those results. Got to drive that revenue, get more sales, get more closings. Well, let's rewind it all the way back underneath the surface into that hidden layer, which is your belief system. And as a business, those are your core values. And so it really starts with, like you said, what does a good company culture start or look like? It starts with having clearly defined core values and that those aren't just something that you stated once and maybe tested a new employee on their, you know, you know, orientation, and then they just kind of gets thrown to the wayside. Yeah. But it's something that actually lives and breathes within your organization. It drives all the decisions that you make, who you're hiring, who you're firing, who you're rewarding, who you're disciplining. And whenever there are conflicts in business, because that's the thing, we're managing human capital assets here, yeah. you know, right. I mean, even if you're in a technology business, there's still people that create that technology. And so when there's conflict in the organization, when there's, you know, times aren't going so well, you know, times are going well, but sometimes times aren't going so well. I know a lot of entrepreneurs are struggling right now. And so it goes back to your culture, right? It goes back to those core values and how you're making decisions that either align with and are congruent with those values or they're not. And that's yeah. who you are as a business. So having clearly defined core values, um, you know, at Rockerbox, we say that our purpose is to move people forward. You know, it's very obvious that we move people forward through the sales pipeline. That's kind of the work that we do. Yeah. But the impact that that work makes on our clients and on our team members and on me as the business owner, it helps move our lives forward as well. And so when we feel those incongruencies in those business, we feel that frustration, we feel that heartache or that headache. We normally just ask ourselves, is this in alignment with our values? Is this is in alignment with our mission or our purpose. 
And if the answer is no, then you know there's something that's that has bigger and greater meaning than just the day-to-day activities, the day-to-day efforts and results. But it really comes down to those foundational uh, found foundational beliefs. And so, a, a company with really well articulated core values, they really exist. People in the organization know what they are, and they're living by them each and every day. And uh, you're using that to guide as the northern star to guide all the decisions that you're making within an organization. Yeah, that that's that's huge. I was uh, with I um talking with somebody the other day i was listening to a podcast of one of my coaches he was interviewing some people and the company culture right um when the pandemic hit immediately they went to their team and i don't know 15 people or whatever and they took the pulse of the team right everybody was scared didn't know what was going on and this entrepreneur i think he said he gave every person on staff a thousand dollars to go out and buy whatever they needed for their family Mm -hmm. And he said, what that did is it it solidified our values in a very tangible way. He's Mm -hmm. like, guess what? I still have all those 15 people working for me. Yeah. And and, and that's just one example, but that's the culture that he lives. It's who he is, right? And and it was there because when your people are fearful of either their job, the future, or what happens if I need to take time off to go um, deal with my parents? I don't know if I can do that because I've used up all my PTO. Yeah. If the culture says family first, we're okay. Yeah. Right? Is that kind of what you're talking about? Yeah, absolutely. Certainly. It, it, culture is something that you feel, but then you, you've got to be able to make them come to life by articulating the actions and the decisions that people make. So yeah. one of the things we do uh, at Rockerbox on a daily basis, we start each one of our shifts with a daily huddle. And, you know, it allows us to exchange information and recognize each other for the previous day's accomplishments and set some goals before we start the shift. But each one of those huddles starts with recognition of living by the core values. Mm. And so what we actually have done is we've created just a whiteboard with all of our um, team members' names on it. And then we have the the values posted right up there on the huddle board, right? They're posted in many different places in our our, um, office, but right there by the huddle board. And we kick off that huddle. So whoever's leading the huddle might say, all right, let's start with some recognition. I'm going to go ahead and start off uh, by recognizing Michael, you know, for possessing the mindset of a champion. That's one of our core values. You know, yesterday, Michael came in, it was raining and he rode his bike to work and he showed up and he was drenched and he was wet and he just, he rolled up his sleeves and he put in a great effort. And uh, that's, that's what a champion would do. So I want to recognize Michael for living by a champion. And then we would take the magnet of that, core value and we'd go put it by michael's name and so we start each shift by doing that and again that's a that's a good visual representation of these core values exist and they're alive and people actually use them to guide the decisions that they make on a day-to-day basis and it creates a lot of fun uh friendly competition you know everybody loves peer recognition a very very powerful and then we roll that into a monthly competition you know whoever at the end of the month has the most magnets up there is obviously our living by the wall core value champion. And so it does one of two things. Obviously it helps create another layer of recognition and reinforce that these values are truly alive. But then also every organization, no matter how brilliant and amazing you are, you're always still going to have maybe one or two of those bad apples, right? Right. They they came through the interview process. They showed you the best version of themselves. They they got into the day-to-day routine and now they're starting to become that feeling that maybe they aren't cut from the same cloth. Maybe they aren't one of us. Maybe they do things a little bit differently and there's some incongruency. So it's a really easy way of creating that positive peer pressure that, hey, either get with the program 
and start using these values to guide your decisions and actions, or maybe this isn't the right place for you. That's right. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's okay. plenty of employers out there and everybody has different values and, and meaning and purpose. And so maybe this just isn't the right place for you. And so it also helps, you know, guide those conversations with people who, who aren't fitting with the team, who aren't fitting with the organization. It makes it very clear. You got no magnets by your name. You know, nobody, right. nobody ever recognizes you for living by the values. Then maybe this just isn't the right place for you. So again, the core values, you know, people always think about it. It's, it's great. The, the giving and the writing the extra thousand dollar check and the putting the ping pong, you know, yeah. uh, table in the break room. But people, I think what, the reason why people avoid this conversation is because they're like, well, yeah, that's going to cost me more money or that's going to, you know, I, I don't want to pay everybody to have snacks on their break, or I don't want to do all these extra things to make people feel better about work. You also got to think about culture as the ability to align the tough decisions that you have to make. So, you know, in those hard times, like the same thing with us, when, when, when we had to shut down for COVID again, the decisions that we made were in congruency with the core values that we live by. And so that's how we knew at the end of the day, we're going to sleep well at night because we know that we made the, the right decision because this is who we are at the deep core level. Yeah. Wow. So many things we could dive into there. That I mean, that's helping people find a new place. I thought about trades in football, right? Mm -hmm. it, you bring somebody on and they just might not be a good fit for the, the team you're running. So they trade them to another team and they have success somewhere else. Yeah. And that's how many times we need to think about because we're like, oh, I got to fire somebody. Well, nobody likes that. But I mean, I got fired a long time ago and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Got yeah. me out of the nest into something I really loved, right? So um, but but having those core values, it's really easy to say, all right, Josh, you've been here for six months. You don't have any gold stickers. Here are the core values. How do you see yourself matching up to these core values? Mm -hmm. And you have the discussion and, and everybody knows. And so how do we help you? Because I really believe, Josh, you are a champion. It's just we're not the team that you need mm -hmm. to be on. How mm -hmm. do we help you find your team and you help them find another place, right? Yep. And that's core values, though. Yep. How do, all right, so let's talk. Brad Sachs here with my audience and things. What who what type of people work well with you and with Rockerbox? And and what would what would be like that first step? Because I can just see my audience out there right now going, uh-huh, that's me. Uh-huh. Because again, nobody teaches this. What who do you help? What kinds of business owners can find help at Rockerbox? Yeah. So we we specialize in the real estate space. So uh real estate right. agents and teams who generate online leads and yeah. uh, either don't have the resources or the time or the leverage to make sure you're following up with them the right way. You know, it, it requires a lot of time, a lot of phone calls, a lot of text yeah. messages, a lot of emails, and that's essentially the problem that we solve. And so, um, you know, we want to make sure that we're alignment obviously with our clients. Yeah. Uh, and we also want to make sure that through our hiring process, we're in alignment with our uh, employees as well. So, you know, one of the tips I give any business owner out there, something that's worked really well for us is a hiring observation. So in the early days of our hiring, we were, were growing our team and, and, you know, we did the, the standard interview process where we got people's resumes we did a phone interview, we did an in-person interview, and then we decided, hey, this person's going to be a good fit. Come on in for your you know, first day of training next week. And that was our process until one day we had this uh, young man come in for his first day of training, and we pair him up with one of our more senior reps, and they're walking him through the training process and showing him all the phone calls that we make for our clients you know, all the, the scripts that we have to learn, all the objections that we have to, you know, learn how to manage and uh, all the technology that we're using. And about 30 minutes into his training shift, uh, he gets a little overwhelmed and he says, uh, hey, 
I think I need to go to the restroom. Where's the restroom at? And politely excuses himself to go to the bathroom and poof, disappeared off the face of the planet. We never saw that guy ever again. He probably went running in the parking lot because what he had realized is that this was not a good fit for him. And so that's why I recommend to all the business leaders out there that are in any type of position of growing your organization and trying to attract the right people to it, do what we did, which is create a hiring observation. And basically at the end of that in-person interview, you know, we would tell the candidate, Hey, Michael, you know, been great to meet you today. Really impressed with your qualifications and the answers to your questions. The next step in our interview process is to bring you back for an observation. We're going to pair you up with one of the most senior reps on our team, and they're going to give you a full tour of our operations. They're not only going to show you what we do, but why we do it and who we are as a company. And this is essentially your interview of us. We want you to ask all the questions so you have a very clear expectation as to what this role entails, what our standards are, right? What our level of performance is going to be like, because it's a high performance competitive environment that we're in. We're calling real estate leads all day, every day for our clients all across the country. And at the end of the observation, we send them home and we say, hey, have a great day. Here's our business card. Shoot us an email let us know what you think. And one of two things will happen. One, just like the guy who disappeared in the bathroom forever is we'll just never hear from him ever again. And that's great because now we don't waste the time bringing the wrong people in the organization, you know, hiring someone because they showed us the best version of themselves in the interview. Like nobody shows up to an interview, not trying to get the job. Right. right. And so you're going to see the best version of themselves, but Again, we'll either never hear from them ever again, and that saves us a ton, a ton of time, energy, effort, wasted money, you know, the potential that they might ruin the culture a little bit or be right. a little bit of a, yeah. a, a disruption. Uh, but the other thing that'll happen is we will hear back from them, and we'll basically get a persuasive essay written about all the things they observed, all the things that they are magnetically attracted to, and how they're up to the challenge to really perform in this type of environment. And so I highly recommend all the business leaders out there, if you're bringing on new people to your team, implement a hiring observation so that you can give the candidates an opportunity to really learn and understand what your expectations are so that they can say, I'm willing to do this. I'm willing to step up to the plate. I accept the challenge. This is going to grow me as an individual. We're going to grow each other together. The organization is going to grow in congruence with what we have going on here. And so that's one of my biggest tips for making sure you're attracting the right people to your organization. I think that's great. And that has culture written all over it when you do that, because they're going to understand your culture, feel your culture, eat it up and go, I like this culture or Mm -hmm. I don't want anything to do with this. Praise God. That's exactly what you want, right? Yep. Um, Saves a lot, a lot of time. Um, Exactly. Cool. What, where, um, so what's the next step? Somebody out there, they're in, they're in real estate. I just talked to one of my clients who's in real estate. We're getting ready to publish his book here pretty soon. He's on my mind. I'm like, I just need to connect the dots. Right. Yeah. So we do that afterwards. How would somebody listening to this connect? What's the next step for them? If they're thinking, Oh yeah, we need systems big time. I, I, what do they do? Yeah. So uh, we just celebrated our 10th year of, of being in business at Rockerbox, and it's spelled okay. a little strange. It's R-O-K-R-B-O-X.com. Uh, a Rockerbox is an old gold mining tool used to separate sand and gravel from gold. So essentially, that's what we do with people's internet leads. So if you're in the real estate <laughs> space, 
you know, real estate sales or mortgage industry, and you're generating online leads, we can help you convert those uh, to free up your time so you can spend time working with highly motivated buyers and sellers. Uh, and then over the last couple of years, through our experiences at Rockerbox, what we've realized and understood is that our culture is something that's truly unique. We call it a five-star company culture. And so we now work with business owners in, in any field, really, small business owners, entrepreneurs, uh, C-level executives, uh, to help them implement some culture tools that are going to unlock massive profits and freedom in their life. And mm -hmm. you can find out more information on our culture coaching at fivestarcompanyculture.com. So uh, just land on either one of those websites and fill out a contact form, and we'd love to be in touch. Awesome. Well, I'm going to grab both of those, Josh. I'm going to put them in the show notes because our busy entrepreneurs who are listening to this are out you know, do, making things happen, generating revenue and things. So go to the show notes so that you can find rockerbox.com. Love the explanation because I was like, what in the world? So it's a, <laughs> I love that gold mining tool and fivestarcompanyculture.com. Uh, they'll be in the show notes. Reach out to Josh because we, we've just scratched the surface here on on really how important company culture is in so many ways. But when you can clarify your core values, and they don't need to be 22. We have five core values in our company. Yeah. And that's beautiful because we know them, we communicate them, our team knows them, and it helps us understand why we do what we do the way we do it. Yep. And it, it it's just huge. It took us some time. So reaching out to Josh, he's got the process. He can help you. So whether you're in real estate, rockerbox.com, or if you're just a business owner outside of real estate, fivestarcompanyculture.com, Josh and his team can help you build that culture that really does generate profits. And at the end of the day, that's why we got into business because that leads to freedom. Oh, yeah. But we want to do it in such a fun way that, that really um, brings out who we are and in, in what our company is. So Josh, man, congratulations on doing what you've done. That's phenomenal. Yeah, thank, you. thank you for being my guest today. This has been a great, great conversation. Certainly. Yeah, it's been my pleasure. It's been a, a fun conversation. Thanks so much, Michael. Thanks for listening to Expert Speak with Michael DeLon. If what you've heard today was helpful to you, reach out to our expert guest and see how they can serve you to bring you more success, freedom, and purpose in your life.